Hi guys, my name is Nitin Sajdeva, co-chair for Meeting Means Business. In today's positivity campaign episode, I have with me Mr. Ashish Kumar, who has been an industry veteran for 40 years. He's been a thought leader, an agent of change, uh, a co-chair for Travel Technology Committee for Fiki. He has worked in several positions, CXO positions, in various brands like Reliance, like International Travel House. and has managed various divisions within the travel hospitality domain welcome ashish thanks so much for joining the positivity campaign thank you thank you nitin for having well uh, the first thing that i want to pose uh, uh, in front of you is this question of the crisis everybody knows that this is a crisis but what are the positive thoughts that you think that people should actually consider to make it an opportunity for them right Well, firstly, Nitin, I'm. I've always been a strong believer that in almost every adversity lies a ray of hope, and nobody is closer to it than the travel industry itself, which has witnessed uh, from financial stress of Lehman Brothers across the world uh, to the 9/11 to various viruses and epidemics across the world. So, therefore, travel industry as such has not been agnostic to uh, to adapting itself. But what is more important today is. and to draw positivity out of it is that one must be conscious of the things which has happened uh if we think we're going to be an ostrich and put our head in the sand and say oh it'll all blow away uh i think is the is the most negative thought one could have in mind right and at the same time i don't want people to be overly optimistic to think oh there's nothing gone wrong and tomorrow morning everything will be fine because the tomorrow which will dawn is going to be different from from the yesterday right and 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 that thing which which dawns in the travel industry will have two facets of it one is the social impact uh and second of course is the financial impact uh, unfortunately what i see around with me in gloom and doom on the travel side of it is all discussions on the financial impact mm. but but to me the social and psychological impacts have a far reaching uh, positivity around it than the financial because financials are are a matter of cash flows according to right uh, you you need the money to be able to tide over till such time you are in a position to tide over mm-hmm. right so financials are nothing but cash flow but the social uh, changes because if you look at look at the travel from from early 1800 uh, and from the time of marco polo Uh, if you see it's the social changes which is which is changing the way people travel the way people buy the way people choose the way people decide destination and i think something similar is going to happen today so when i say that uh, let me elaborate if i was running and obviously it's different for every business vertical okay. so if i was running today a tour operating outfit uh, be it big or large or medium uh which which specialized in holidays outside india which specialized in holidays within india and i'll come to the inbound holiday aspect separately for a minute um what i need to see is that who are the people who are going to buy the choices of destinations today will be will be different uh and actually the whole uh narrative should be actually broken into three parts according to me part number 1 is the immediate part of lockdown and when i use the word lockdown people should view positively the lockdown is not the 14th of april or the extension you talk about yeah. as far as india is concerned lockdown is a whole pipeline of lockdown across the world because the tra- travel and tourism is is incubated in a larger world perspective 
uh, you need to travel out to UK. And if UK is in the lockdown for six yeah. months, arguments take, uh, how, what good is it for a lockdown in India, so to say, for a travel? The second factor, so therefore, the lockdown period and managing the cash flows during the lockdown period uh, is, is an important aspect. And the second part is the social aspect during the lockdown which effectively means that you got to prepare for the future and that preparation for the future will come from understanding of the social needs. So therefore, uh, put it very mildly, I would say, um, you know, uh, if you look at a, if, at a rating company like TripAdvisor, which, which advocates um, the star rating to various hotels, resorts, destination, I really would probably see a safety meter coming up tomorrow. Uh, safety of destination, safety of resorts, safety of products, etc. How safe do people should be feeling in this? And it's a perceived safety and, and a narrated safety. Mm -hmm. uh, so people will, the choice of destinations will be based on what they perceive as safe destination. And that will stem for both incoming into India and outgoing into India. Obviously, without being negative to Spain, it's not something you will perceive to be a very safe holiday destination immediately if you go to South Party. For the moment the second aspect will be holidays which confine you to large groups um, if you put it in a tour operating perspective um, whether you looked at, at at large group departures be it in in, in mice or be it in tour operating uh, would the demographics change i think the positive side of that is that you will have very uh, you will have a lot of unbundled uh, offerings coming in i would like to see the larger companies offering gift uh, uh, holiday uh, where independently each of the channels may be able to choose where they want to go when they want to go rather than being herded in a bus of 200 people together which they may or may not in at least the short and medium term uh, the second the, so therefore that's the way you need to frame your thought uh, and obviously technology plays a great role because it's all easy said and done or that i'm going to offer uh, fit holidays and single holidays but you know so the third aspect which will also advocate the strong use of technology is the age demographics. Uh, people, uh, frankly, I'm in that bracket, if you're 60 and over, um, you know, they, they were one of the largest travelers worldwide, not necessarily in India, but worldwide. Uh, uh, they came into India uh, that because they had plenty of time. There were there were no pressures on 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 finances for for Europeans or Americans to come into India to travel. So therefore, the 60s and beyond, and people with underlying health conditions may feel to really look at giving up that I care a damn attitude and travel wherever I want to in the world um, because safety again would be paramount. If that happens, do you see a younger breed of travelers coming in? And if there's a younger breed of travelers which are coming in, then obviously you've got to be talking the language younger breed of audience understands. So whether it's digitalization, whether it's technology pay, and I'm not necessarily here saying uh, the, the false narrative of, of OTA versus non-OTA, big versus small and so on, debates which are flounders in the industry, which I'm dead against. But but something, you know, which which makes the younger audience feel that they are, that you and I understand their language of right. changing dynamics. Right. Uh, so that's the third element uh, I see. The fourth element I see is is, is being confined to holidays in a in a in a space. Uh, cruise, for example, is is one such. Uh, I'm not too sure how comfortable one would feel at the age of 60 and above to be confined with 2,000 people for a 10-day voyage. Uh, now the question is. 
i i may be shooting in the dark oh you know and the cruise industry will certainly lobby to say bullshit but i'll say that it will certainly impact the short and the medium term and anything which inter- impacts the short and medium term will have changing dynamics in the future uh, because i don't see cruise companies or the cosmos or the globus and the coach there be able to tide over their cash flows in the shorter perspective to say okay two years later when people adapt to changing with a group of 2000 then i'm i'll be sailing it won't happen they'll have to adapt today um but there are positiveness because i think that changing behavior uh, may overall grow uh, the industry in the shorter term i would certainly like to see people who have propensity to spend money uh, are more uh, younger in, in in their needs and taste traveling more uh, i don't personally uh, advocate too much of this will they travel abroad more or will they travel in india more because traveling in within india india is like a, like many countries in one so whereas i may feel very safe traveling to rajasthan but i may not feel very safe traveling to maharashtra it all depends it's in various countries and there are various thoughts behind hygiene right. factor behind various factor so th- this is what i meant psychologically and socially it's going to have a lasting impact and for us to build positively it is important to for us to have these social um, understanding adapting our business model uh, our technology processes to to these needs uh, and the biggest positive which i have is is that of course we know in india travel is touching tier 1 2 3 4 5 cities like never before so therefore if you have to touch them then you have to touch them both virtually and physically yeah uh, if you have to touch them virtually and physically then we have to positively look at growing the market and i think the market would grow uh, if you are conscious of that um, i'll give you a little example that social distancing and staying and work from home to me have may have a very very large impact um especially in the travel vertical i know for a fact that travel verticals big or small have always felt oh you know i need my team in front of me to work it's okay the tcs and the wipros and scl know how to cope with offsite and onsite location but i don't think the travel industry has really understood mentally the art of working from home yeah and the reasons are multifold uh, the reasons of course are uh, they have not adapted to the processes in the manner they should be because if you work from home uh, your processes have to be very streamlined where i am who's working from home is able to hand over something to you who's working from an official space uh, in in end to end solutions or whatever i may do uh, in in customer service inquiry and so on and so forth and and the other thing is of course managing the security of it there's always been a fear that if i employ sat home and handle business he's going to steal my data and, and let's face it i mean what's to prevent me to do it while i sit in your office sure. you know so we've lived in very 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 cow webbed space which i think will open up with and you know what will that do socially uh, straight away i would see pressure uh, you know that uh, pressures on real estate being leased off because real estate lease is a big cost in travel industry so if i have a 5000 square feet of space tomorrow my scaling up requires another 2000 i will look at processes which could be driven from home so that i stay in my five thousand sure. in years to come and it will happen that's a very big positive um, and the other positive is that if i'm working from my home in delhi why can't i be working from my home in jaipur or my home in bareilly if right so therefore jobs uh, in in the travel industry which were necessarily centered around big towns uh, could be dispersed across smaller towns 
of a bigger company uh, so i could i would like to see make my trip uh, actually working across to say i will see that 40% of my people work from from the smaller towns and feed it into the larger hub it's possible and the moment you do that the positive of that is not only giving comfort and, and commuting and taking the congestion of the roads uh, in your bigger city but also uh, your cost because employees would be quite happy and willing to work at a at a lesser cost margins if they are able to work from their own homes in bareilly right because living in a city is a larger cost for everybody and there is a huge migration of people we've seen it in case of labor uh, we haven't seen it in the case of blue blue work, collar workers because there is a huge blue collar workers uh, who are not necessarily belonging to delhi and Same mumbai city. and bang and and bangalore which are two three of the largest travel hubs if you look at the larger companies uh, and technology driven um, so that to me is a very big positive uh, in in a, in a social spacing um so coming back uh, i would also see the positives are that if you can manage your cash flow mm-hmm. uh look at investing your cash flow in emerging technology yes. um the cost of uh, handling inquiries uh be it for holidays be it for corporate travel be it for anything is going to be far higher than it was before because here people corporates customers will rick and if they asked you if you thought they asked you five questions before deciding let me tell you they'll ask you 50 questions now so if they ask you 50 question either you should be equipped digitally to be handling those 50 questions or manually to be able to handle the question and today we know handling 50 questions manually cost a lot of money so therefore uh, this is where i feel somewhere uh investment and labs need to come in in emerging technologies be it ai uh, be it machine learning etc because if you look across the industry as much as we would like to pride ourselves and say oh you know we handle give a very personalized service to our customers but if you wake up in the morning you will and ask your staff what did you do something which is new today they won't be able to recollect and that's in the past pre corona days i'm talking they won't be able to recollect if they did anything new today is the same stereotype same process that they do day in day out but could easily be driven by yeah. the use of uh, digitalization and technology and i am not an advocate to say oh you know that personal voice is going away or that personal touch is going away because technology is an aid it's a tool to run your business it's not a substitution for human being it may reduce the human being it may empower the human beings to function better today you and i are sitting at home and conducting a very healthy conversation which in a normal time would have say nitin let me grab a coffee with you and we'll talk this over that will be the first impact but you getting me on a zoom uh, i feel as comfortable talking to you here than i would do over a cup of coffee totally right? so today, today, yeah so those are all positives uh, i work very closely with the outlook uh, group uh, for example i'll just give you an idea and uh, one of the narratives i'm building uh, with them on the digital outlook traveler platform is the the, the song of bob dylan which says one more cup of coffee before i go was hitting me too hard what what does it say it says that you know i am inviting you for a cup of coffee but on a digital platform yeah right to have a conversation so again coming back to our industry the positives are and the travel fraternity can drive that they could drive a uh a team building effort or or a, a employee engagement effort for corporations uh on multiple uh platforms such as what you and i have said so i mean that's that's in a broad and substance mm-hmm. 
perfect thank you so much for for so many so many ideas and so many positives out of the situation you being the evangelist of the emerging technologies i'm sure you will be able to help a lot of people and i'm i'm going to drop your your contact details on the video so that people can contact you to really understand how they can use emerging technologies to help their businesses during this transformational time uh but one question that i want to ask you is during this crisis you know that the economy is hit hard and and people are thinking just about the financial which you just mentioned at the start of the conversation what is your advice to leaders companies on the spend in the right investment manner like for example to invest in a technology a lot of people think a lot of small medium companies might think oh i don't have cash flow how do i invest and automate my system do you have something to say to them uh, because investment is is important at look, this look, look look nitin running a business to me is is running like your household yes right if if your cash is dried up what will you do mm. uh you will start compromising on your way of life sure. you'll say i'll go out less uh, i won't eat fruits five times a day i won't do this i won't do that right mm. uh, so in many ways if you look at the travel industry it has three or four large costs employee costs being one real estate costs being another marketing and customer acquisition costs being the third mm. so these are three about the largest costs so if you and and let me tell you technology as a percentage of the entire industry is minuscule so therefore if i say i have i was spending 100 rupees or i was uh, getting in 105 rupees and i was spending 100 rupees in the past and 5 rupees was my profit which i was keeping now i was doing perhaps two things with that 5 rupees either i was taking home that 5 rupees as a as a debenture and a and a equity profit or i was reinvesting back a partial of it in my business so promoters first of all and shareholders have to realize that the days of dividends on your investment they have to sacrifice allowing companies uh, to reinvest their their 5 rupees into the company right and whatever areas you choose to um now i come back to that 100 rupees so that 100 rupees itself will have to shrink to maybe 70 rupees now how that will shrink is is a solution you have to find whether it means that i and obviously technology will play a role to do that and sure. obviously if your processes etc if i spend some amount of money uh, i i would be able to reduce the and the real estate cost which i have just said it's possible it may be able to reduce my human cost in in a in a way forward uh, and in fact uh, upscale my human because you will leave human beings who survive with you doing a more value based work than they're doing today your own employees who you call them very loyal and very intelligent let me tell you 80% of the job they do is a donkey's job sorry to say yeah i call it you know when the ticketing business i'll give you an example before the web and e ticket came in uh travel industry thought you know uh you know if you had to pay a staff huge amount of money if you knew how to handle a gds or if you knew how to handle do a fair construction but a time came when ticketing became an idiot proof i use the word idiot proof even an idiot can issue with it uh, you do it on a web don't you right it's the same way uh many jobs which exist today will go up go away if you put a proper use of technology yeah. so therefore if you are investing 3 rupees out of the 5 rupees in technology or or anything you have cut out of that uh, 100 rupees to make it 70 
why technology investment makes sense is that ultimately you'll drive your human costs lower. Uh, what people don't look at is that wastage and inefficiency has a huge cost. Right. Uh, I may have a staff sitting handling 100 inquiries a day, uh, spending a lot of time and with a very poor materialization. And if technology handled it and aided him better, he may be able to handle 110 or spend less time doing it. Uh, so, uh, and these are costs which can be actually arbitrated to say, okay, if I spend five rupees, how do I get back my five rupees? Five des- rupees doesn't necessarily come only from top line driven. It comes from rationalization, of course. Um, so that's what it is. If you, lo- if you look at your own space, you may be on advertising and, and, and marketing and promotion. Fair enough, we keep cursing um, the digital media for for making us spend a lot of bucks on it, be Google or otherwise. But let's face it, the days of print ad, we spend a lot of money. Tour operators spend a lot of money, right? And do they spend that kind of money on print? No, not anymore, right? So therefore, our whole thoughts will have to change to make things that technology is a cost. Technology is not a cost. It's it's a cost today, but investment. it's a recovery tomorrow. It's an investment. It's a recovery. And, and I would leave off, leave you off with a final word, is that, you know, if you think you can just buy technology, put it there and everything will work like a magic wand, then you're living in a, in a very fool's paradise. Because technology itself has to be adapted by people who drive it, has to be optimized by the way your staff uh, embrace it. Uh, I've, I've worked in projects where Bigger companies have invested huge amount of monies in building uh, travel platforms, but not adapted very well at the grassroots level. Uh, and they continued to duplicate the effort. They logged on to the uh, technology platform and they did it manually as well because they felt comfortable doing it manually, right? So I think that's the change promoters and shareholders have to uniformly join. And lastly, Nitin, travel is one of the largest communities you can find. It sure. touches the lives of the weaver in Bhadoi, it t- who makes the carpets for the tourists who come in. It touches the life of that guide in Monte Carlo who takes you around. It touches everybody's life. Sure. And my message, you can reach it to all of them, that you all are part of that huge community and can make a difference if each of you uh, adapt yourself and not look at somebody else over the shoulder and say, but you know, what is the government doing? What are the, what is uh, the bigger company doing? But what can I do? Take that out of your mind and that's the biggest positive you will win on the table. Thank you so much, Ashish. Thanks a lot for sharing these wonderful thoughts because I think people need it today and I'm sure this will help them a lot. Thank you so much once again. Thank you, Nitin. Appreciate it again. <laughs>